Lose the Cape Podcast, Episode 68. Hey, boss ladies. I'm Alexa Bigworth, and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write, Publish, Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishsell.co. Hey, y'all. I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. I also help moms get off the couch and into some hills, create a biz they love, and live a life unpinned. For more information, visit AubreyMathis.com. Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women, celebrating, empowering, and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage, and the business. We know that you don't have to be super mom to be a super mom, so join us and lose the cape. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape podcast, where we interview busy moms and try and get inside their strategies for surviving the juggle, the struggle of the juggle. Uh, Today, we're talking to Dr. Carrie Rose. She's an educator, entrepreneur, internet marketing influencer, and professional speaker, and was chosen as one of Huffington Post's must follow women entrepreneurs in 2017. That is not only something really big to say, that's a really big deal. So <laughs> no, that's, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Thanks. We are happy to have you with us today. So um, she helps connect entrepreneurs with online education through the science of learning and teaching methods. Um, and wow, there's a lot you can probably teach us all. Oh, wow, you've worked with uh, JetBlue and all kinds, National Main Street Organization, all kinds of big stuff. So um, if you can help uh, educate me on what exactly all that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, people like me and I make courses. I think that's, <laughs> that's what it says. Right, well, welcome. And that sums it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you, so, yeah. Okay. So you're a female entrepreneur. You started your business. Where did, how did it all come from? Your professional development degree, sure. so, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was my specialization. So that's my dissertation topic is really what that means. Um, so my background is actually pretty interesting. I had a, a, a traumatic event happen when I was four Um, and from what I can gather, I blacked out for a short window of time, just from clues I've been able to figure out. Um, but from that point on, I had something called selective mutism, um, from the time I was four until about 10 years old. So in that time, I, I'm also dyslexic, so I didn't learn how to read at all for that six year span that most people are really developing themselves. So I entered, um, fifth grade, not knowing how to read and not speaking barely, I mean, barely speaking and left um, the highest standardized test score that school had seen. So in one year, (laughs) in one year, this teacher made such a huge impact on me that it was like, not just, oh, my grades went up. I mean, monumentally transformational. Um, So, uh, you know, fast forward uh, many years into the future, um, I ended up working in public ed. I stayed there for about 10 years. Um, and during that time, I really had like developed an obsession to be Mrs. Taylor, you know, like um, I just, I, I wanted to embody that. I wanted that every child that came to me have that result. And so what it became was, you know, what are the strategies that really affect the human brain and move them into a position of learning? Because obviously I was in school during those other, t- you know, th- during those other years um, and just getting passed along and never being affected or changed. But 
um, you know, and that happens with many children. So it was like, what, you know, what can turn the light on for them? Um, and, and I taught everybody, you know, uh, a deaf and hard of hearing. I did have a selective mutism student that I rolled up with, so I kept her for two years. Many students with auditory processing issues, which is what they really call dyslexia now. They don't use, label it in the public ed um, system, or at least here in Florida. Um, you know, and, and all sorts of behavioral issues. I was like, I was kind of like the Ellis Island of the classroom. Like, please give the babies to me. Um, and then I went forward to... Um, you know, decided to get my doctorate in educational leadership. And I was thinking at the time I was going to work with the Department of Ed on some level. Um, and then it really struck me, you know, how to make a, a further impact. And I started pursuing my dissertation um, in professional development. You know, how can we make an impact on the people that are making impacts so that there's more of a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And as I'm doing this, um, look would have it, I met three guys in a bar, which, which <laughs> sounds like a joke. Like, you guys look in like, a bar. Intro right. to a <laughs> joke. <know>? Yes. <laughs> Um, but they, I, you know, I asked them what they did. Of course, we're having conversation and I asked them what they did and they're like, oh, I do SEO. I'm an internet marketer. I'm an affiliate marketer. And I'm like, I have no idea what language you guys are talking to me. Like, I don't know what these words even mean at this moment right. in time. It was so out of my, you know, scope. And what was really fortunate is that they had had massive amounts of experience in the field, um, massive amounts of success in the field. And for some reason really liked me again, like I said before, people like me. Um, so <laughs> they, they took me under their wing and really like gave me access to everything, you know, that they had access to and was like, you know, showing me what courses to take and showing me who to follow um, and really led me down the field of online marketing. And what happened was as I looked at these online courses, I realized there wasn't a whole lot of learning happening in online learning. Um, and as I developed the study even further, what I found is it's a $107 billion industry in 2015. So that's old data. I don't know what the new data says, but $107 billion and we only have 3% completion rates. So 97% attrition rates with online courses on average. I've had clients get up to 90%. So there's a huge discrepancy between what's normal and what's possible. Um, so I developed a process for creating courses based on, when I say the science of learning, based on over 500 research studies that detail how we learn and take in information. Um, and my current research is into those course completion rates, basically interviewing uh, marketers, thoughtpreneurs, and people that have had successful courses to find out, like outside of my own experience, what the difference is inside of those successful courses versus the average courses. So that book's coming out soonish. <laughs> I'm writing it right now. Like when it, when I said I have nothing else for today, I just I'm writing a book. <laughs> That's all. That's wow. kind of so ironic because Alexa and I were just talking about the money the past two years we have spent on courses mm -hmm. that are just on our computer. I'm oh, like, you know, maybe if I would just go actually listen to that course or start implementing what that course says, mm -hmm. I could see some results. But. <laughs> I have not, I don't sit down to do that because I have so many other things to do. And I'm like, wow, this is like 60 hours worth of somebody talking on a video. I don't think I can do that. That is like, that is one of my huge arguments, honestly. Like I, I don't care what the price, pours, price point of a course is if it gets me the result that I want it to get me. But you can do that in a lot shorter time span than what's being traditionally done. Right. Somebody tells me a course is 60, 25 hours long. I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? No, thank you. Like, I don't even yeah. want to buy it. You yeah. know, um, my course is literally two hours long and it comes with nine hours of coaching. So I'm sorry, three hours of coaching. It could have yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's great. 
implementation. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's about like, where's your result? Like, what do you want to have happen? That's what the course should get you. Not yeah. just a lot of videos and talking. People think if we throw more information at people that we're giving them more value, value is solving the problem. How fast can you solve the problem? That's it. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, that's funny. I actually, I did a writing, like how to write a sales page. It was two hours. Yeah. Like a webinar, two hours. My whole sales page was written in two hours by me mm -hmm. because I was doing exactly step by step what this lady was. And mm -hmm. she did it at a very low price point. Mm -hmm. And she had, I think like 30 people in the course, mm -hmm. but she made quite a bit in two yeah. hours. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it doesn't need to be long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you walk away and you have completed what you needed to do. And it's, yeah, that's so smart. Mm -hmm. Well, and she's going to do another one next month, like kind of like on email copy. And I'm like, for that price point in two hours, yeah. I'll do it, it again. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> hey, what's her name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, can I say it? I'll say it. Yeah, you can say it. It's Jamie, it's Jamie Jensen, and she's my okay. hot copy. Okay. Awesome. I'm uh -huh. going to look her up afterwards and see if I yeah. can get her, um, get some conversations going. Cause I want to see yeah. more of that. That's like, right. you know, yeah. that's what the industry really needs. Cause that's what people need, you know, right. mm -hmm. have this access to change so many lives and make such a huge impact and to make massive bank on top of it. Like the world is really literally your oyster and we're blowing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're, we're not creating tribes. We're not giving people like the reason to come back. Like you just said, you're going to come back next time. You got mm -hmm. what you wanted. Price was fair. You're like, all right, let's do this one more time. And then the yeah. next time that you're in her tribe now, you've got loyalty. Yes. Yeah. And that's where, you know, that's where the world changes right there. That's Anyways. So what is, what is your course then? My course is on creating courses. So okay. it's, it's specifically to course design. It doesn't speak to marketing, although right. there's some piece of that because you can't really make a course without understanding marketing. Sure. Um, that's a lot of what my research is really going into currently because, you know, when you talk about course completion and keeping them going, you, you're marketing inside of the course continuously. But no, my, my course right now is just about the process and then the coaching we can handle some of those questions. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Yeah, well, I know there's a lot of interest in our particular mompreneur sphere on <laughs> creating good courses and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about balancing. We were talking before we started recording about your 13 year old and nine year old. So yeah. how have you been able to become, you know, so noteworthy that you're being called out by Huffington Post <laughs> while you're raising kids and it sounds like uh, getting ready to get married. Oh, well, yeah. We're, you know, it's interesting. Like once you've been married before, you're not like in the hugest rush or at least I'm True. not in the hugest rush. I'm right. engaged right. and I love being engaged. I love that I have a man that loves <laughs> me so much and then, you know, we live together and we spend every second together and to me that's perfect, you know? Yeah. And I feel like for me, it's like if I find, I could be like walking somewhere with him one day and if I find a waterfall that I want to go get married under, that's when it's going to happen. Like right. Like, right. There's no like, pressure second time yeah. around. Yeah. No, no. I'm like, I've done this. Right. <laughs> right. And, and I realized also after being married before that it's not about the title of marriage as much as it is about the, the relationship and the love. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, a lot of that can go into like, theology and, and you know po political um you know ideology too right. but for me for my purpose mine is to wake up every day acknowledge the human being next to me and say 
this is who I love and this is who I'm devoted to. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, <laughs> as, as far as the kids go, it's been really interesting because I literally quit my job and got divorced almost at the same time. <laughs> so I became, Mega life changes. Let's just do it all together. <laughs> oh my God. Well, once you realize that things aren't working, yeah, you know, right. um, I went to a Tony Robbins event and that was it. Done. T- literally. Yeah. But, um, it's been, it's been really great because, well, not great. I I wish they were here with me more. You know, if I could say anything about my life, any regret that I have is that I don't have them 24 seven. That would be like my biggest want, honestly. But as far as how it supports my career, I am able to have them and have my career and they don't conflict. I really, what I do is I create a safe space around my time with them Mm -hmm. and literally I do not take calls. I do not message. I do not anything when I have my children. They are my focus and that's it. And when I was living with them full time and having them like I feel like I should, I didn't have that. I never put up boundaries around my children as far as like my time with them and how important it was. Mm -hmm. So as much as I have less technical time with them, I have more impactful time with them because of the intention behind it. So. Yeah. It's that quality time, not quantity time that matters. Yeah. And honestly, like, I mean, my ex has them, you know, technically five days of the week and I have them too, but I have them the time that, you know, really I have the weekends. I'm not talking about homework. I'm not, you know, what's for dinner. Well, there are some what's for dinner, but my daughter's cooking with me, you know? Um, (laughs) It's just like about them. So that part I can appreciate. I almost wish I was like that when I had them full time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. And we talk about that a lot on this podcast, actually, that whole, like, especially when you work from the home and you're mm-hmm. there with kids in the home and how difficult it is to, to set those boundaries. For me, I find it incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult when my kids get home at three, three thirty, and I'm still yeah. like in the middle of my work day. Right. And it's, it's really hard to and yeah. I don't know. I'm still figuring that out. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, should I just shut everything off and close down my business hours from three thirty to seven or something like that? And then after dinner, then well, I don't even know if yeah. you have any advice, if anyone has any advice, yeah. I'm open to it. It's like, <laughs> no, I, I think it's um, maybe a trial and error thing, you yeah. know, finding what works for you. And sometimes like, you know, as, as a mom, as business owners, we, try to make things perfect and we try to please everybody and then end up being really drained. And I think sometimes creating structures are good, but then sometimes creating so much, you know, rigidity, you know, like we can't, we can't move inside of it and that's not good for anybody. So, you know, maybe it's a feel out your day. You know, I started, (laughs) I've started putting on my whiteboard and I know this sounds so silly because like it should be like an inherent thing, but (laughs) I've started putting on my whiteboard today's special and I'm just writing down like everything that today is. Uh And I don't have anything as far as like what tomorrow is because tomorrow is something else entirely. So for my schedule, it really is just, this is the realm that I'm operating in for this moment and for today. You know, and maybe it's something you share with your, your kids, like today I'm taking office hours or today I'm with you. And like these other times I'm, I'm not with you, but let's play it day by day so that I can better support you and better support my business and not feel confined 
to anything. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. We interviewed um, a, a copywriter, a single mom mm-hmm. copywriter a couple of weeks ago. And, um, and we were talking about this whole balance and thing. And for her, it's, it's hard because she has a four-year-old, she's a single mom and she has the child 24 seven. So mm-hmm. there That's is so. no time. So she has brought her daughter. She's taught her daughter about what she's doing and how she's doing it. And that when she's mm-hmm. on the phone or when she's doing something, she's making a sale and she's doing this. And because right. she earns that money, they can go do blah, 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 blah. So now she said her daughter is completely on board with her. She's like, oh, you're talking to a client. And when she gets off the phone, did you get a new client? Are we going to be able to do blah, blah, blah? And that's a good way too, because when you completely, I find kids just want to know what's going on. So if you completely shut them out of the process, then they're they're just angry at you for not spending time with them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's really beautiful. Like with my son, he's actually, my, um, my father understands like computer programming and that sort of thing that he just retired. Um, and he worked for like Talcordia, Ericsson, AT&T. Um, so he understands all sorts of telephone technology. And what he's done with my son is he's literally taken, a, taken apart a computer and rebuilt the computer. So now his computer runs faster than I guess my brand new Xbox. Um, so I don't know how that I don't know how that works, but you know, he's already developed apps and he's developed software. And so my son, my 13-year-old. Wow. And so what I said to him, I said, honey, you know, I need you to really work on these skills because I need an app developed mm-hmm. um, and and you know the supporting program online. Um, I don't know how to do it. I don't even know the language, but if you know how to do it, I'll pay you. And mm-hmm. there's rev share on the back end. And he's like, rev share. So we're discussing like, but I'm like, okay. And he's like, how much rev share? And I said, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know what? I don't know at the moment, but if you give me something quality, I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. Right. <laughs> like, oh, that's awesome. Know, my, my goal in building my business further is not just to take care of me. It's always for my kids too. So Absolutely. How to get them involved, you know? Yeah. It's such a, at this point in our lives with the world changing the way we do business online Mm -hmm. and stuff, I think it's so important. I try to include my girls. In fact, I have a product-based business that we will be setting up at the big trade show in Dallas. Mm -hmm. So it's like 30,000 people come through, but I'm going to have my daughter there learning the sales and talking to people. And she actually created some of the products. So I'm like, look, this was your idea. You're going to present it. And she's all about it. Like she can't wait. Um, But I think, you know, I want her to be able to socialize with people. I want her to be able to close a cell, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and she gets it. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. I've been following, I'm friends with, um, I want to say his name is Caleb Maddox Um, on Facebook. I'm friends with his father and just following him. I mean, he's a professional speaker. I want to say he might be 13, 14. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've seen him. Yeah, it's just fascinating to me, like what you can do when you involve your kids in the process. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'm like, how long has he been doing? I don't know his story or anything, but the whole thing is just, you know, we live in a different time. You know, yeah. I mean, like, I literally have a doctorate in education, and I've tell, told my son, if you don't go to college, I don't care. Right. You know, his college is already paid for. It's not that. Like, yeah. We've got the Florida prepaid, but I, I just. things have developed differently. Education opportunities are not what they used to be. So if he wants to go to college and socialize and party for four years, fine. That's fine too. I don't judge it, but he could literally start making money without going to college if he has the right skills. And his IQ is like 135. Like I'm not worried about him at all. Like he could could start today. He's fine. (laughs) 
yeah. It's so true. You know? I mean, when we grew up, it was you either went to college to get a, a you know middle class, white class, white collar, whatever, or you were a blue collar yeah. worker. But it's not that way. Some of the most successful no. people that I know right now are either college dropouts or never went at all. Right. So well, they don't have student loans. So right. yeah. and they're just, they're just smart. They know how to apply yeah. what's happening in this world. And, and you're right with app development, with all of the, with all of the, my son is a big video gamer. He's nine and mm-hmm. he really wants to write games. So right. I've been trying to get him into little programs to teach him code and do little things like that. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, how, what a better way to spend your life than doing something you absolutely love and that can make you a crap ton of money. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And we can start it now. Like we'll be, right. they're going to be so far ahead of the game. Well, and part of that is like researching like different, you know, charter schools and different choice school opportunities in your area as a parent. Um, I mean, my, my kids go to school in Brevard County, which is like Oceanside in Florida. And I live in Orlando. I know that there's a school in Orlando that one of my friend's daughters went to where at 13, she was doing what you're talking about inside of the school setting. So not relying on having grandpa teach you, but like actually right. designing games at right. 13, wow. you know? So these opportunities are available, but it's about like contacting your school district and yeah. seeing, you know, what school you need to go to and making it happen. Right. You know? oh, that's so true. Yeah. I want my daughter to come out here for um, middle school because there's a performing arts school in downtown Orlando that I'm just like, oh man, this girl's got to get in. So (laughs) (laughs) she actress, singer, musician. Um, My, my ex-husband was a musician. Um, So my background before education, I have two theater degrees. Um, So I worked at Juilliard and I worked in opera um, and I met him when we were getting our masters and his background, like he played classical bassoon. He's, sung for years and played guitar, played sax. So our kids grew up with like uh, every instrument you could think of, rain strangle, <laughs> tambourine. Like we had like multiple, ukule- we had more than one ukulele in the house. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys that, but my daughter like literally came out singing and my son has an amazing voice. He's super talented, but my daughter sings like Adele and she has since she's five. Wow. So like, yeah. Like she has so much soul and so much power in it. Um, but it's like, kind of like an untouched, untapped well. Like nobody's really given her direction. She just has talent, you know? So I'd love to see her in that kind of environment where it's like focused, you know, into her, into her strengths and into her needs. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important as a parent to like, really like, Mm -hmm. I think uh, Marie Farleo talks about her mom telling her, like, listen to that whisper in your ear. And Mm -hmm. I think, maybe our age of women, like we were just taught you're going to go to school and you're going to get a degree and you're going to work, you know, this, and nobody Mm -hmm. ever taught us to tap into our passion. Right. And maybe we're doing it now at 35, 40. (laughs) People are looking at us like, you're crazy. (laughs) But I don't want that to be my daughters. You know, like I want them to find their passion and be able to go after it. So yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, I think the time that we came up in is different than the time that they're coming up. And yeah. so it's like it, it, the opportunities are, are so vast. You know, I remember like the dichotomy between my parents. My mom wanted me to be a poet because like I'd been published <laughs> a few times. And my dad wanted me to be an engineer. And I probably could have done both. And my stepdad was just like, do what you want. Just do whatever makes you happy. And so like he's, he passed away like um, eight, almost nine years ago. Well, no, nine years ago. Um, and I just like, I still hear him every day. Just do what makes you happy. 
Oh. You know, and I think that is something like you, you should like encourage your children to be happy because honestly, if they're happy that the proclivity for them to be adding value to the world so much higher, you know, so much more apt to be doing that in a, yeah. in a state where they're fundamentally thinking in the right part of their brain, you know, like when right. you're stressed, you're, you can't even, you're in the, you're physically in the wrong part of your brain. This is like neuroscience, you know, and when you're happy, you're in the front part, which is where all of the creativity flows and all of the positive thinking comes from and strategic planning analytical thinking you can't do it in the wrong part so yeah. people really I know that sounds so cheesy but people really need to be happy well <laughs> I tell them every morning and um my oldest daughter is 10 and ever since she started school instead of saying have a good day I tell them every morning have a happy day have a happy yeah. day because really that's a yeah happiness is so important you can have an all right day but if you have a happy day it's going to be good. So much better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so much better. That's a great outlook. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's, it's interesting because um, in this day and age, there's no reason not to pursue happiness. I mean, mm -hmm. the world is wide open to us. And I was talking to somebody the other day about the millennials because mm -hmm. um, I have a client who um, is marketing towards millennials. In my opinion, she's marketing towards 40-year-olds, not millennials. <laughs> and uh, yeah. because, you know, and, and so I was talking to a friend of mine who works largely with millennials and she was like, yeah, they don't even, they're not buying cars. They're not buying houses. They're traveling mm -hmm. all over the place. They're not settling into long-term jobs because they know they don't need to there and it's like yeah mm -hmm. why not I mean why not seriously I'm, I'm 40 I'm Gen X but like me too honestly as soon as my kids are graduated like as soon as they graduate the, the day all my stuff goes into storage <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not even kidding because like we're, we're barely home as it is right honestly like right now I'm like why do I have a home I have a home so my kids can come over I'd rather be traveling I'd rather go someplace cool there's no reason not to Right. You know, experience this world. Like how, how many times you come around, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I could, know. I could be a gypsy if I was yeah. allowed to be. My husband rodeos professionally. So in the summertime we, we are gypsies. I mean, we load up and every morning That's you cool. wake up in a new, new place. Yeah. Like about right now when everything's dead and yucky in Texas, I'm like, I am so ready to leave. <laughs> like I can pack up and they're like, how do you stay in a little bitty truck and a little bitty trailer? And I'm like, you, you learn to live on four outfits and yeah. it's, it is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's freeing. It's freeing. It's freeing. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Do you know well, Chris Smith by any chance? Chris Smith? <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. I'm losing my voice in this moment. Um, sounds familiar. He does the campfire effect. So he basically teaches people how to tell their stories. Um, he, his major premise is that people know um, they, they, they're great at their jobs. They're great at what they do, but they're not great at telling people what they do, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so, but anyways, what I was just going to say is he does a lot of rodeos. <laughs> yes. No, actually, that's funny. I have a um, photographer friend who worked on a documentary with Chris Smith. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And I think at one point they were like in Wyoming doing something. And he was like, I need you to fly out here and help me because you kind of know the cowboy way of life. And I'm like, <laughs> but I, I no. I mean, I'm I don't, like, I always tell people I don't ride horses. I'm not a cowgirl. I just married into that life. So I was like, I'm going to have to pass on this opportunity as interesting as it sounds. They're like, they wanted me to interview these people. And I was like, I, I, I'm going to pass on that, but maybe yeah. next time. 
next time for sure y'all would probably yes. really get along so it would probably be very interesting yes very cool <laughs> i'd like to um bring the conversation back to course development, if that's all right with you. Sure, sure. Now well, that we're talking about living yeah, our yeah. dream. And, um, <laughs> sorry, I hope that didn't sound really abrupt. I was just thinking no, of, no, you know, no, how no. we can, it's all about passive income and learning how right. to be able to live that dream. So do you yeah. have um, any tips that you can share with some small businesses who, who are in our space who, you know, would like to teach somebody about, I don't know, uh, Instagram or Pinterest or blogging or whatever, you know, people are doing as entrepreneurs, how they can, um, how they can develop a a quality course in a short time. Sure. So um, the first thing is to really figure out like how it's going to benefit your business and your market. You know, um, sometimes people develop things like that aren't necessarily congruent with who they are, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that can grow a part, like, you know, it's okay to not have an audience when you develop a product. Let's start with that. Like you can have an audience or you cannot, and either way is fine. They're two very distinct camps as far as like what they're, um, the opinions behind that are there's the the bloggers and the marketers and the bloggers tend to wait for people and then they ask them what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ask method has been developed for that. Ryan Levesque is brilliant in that, but if they don't have an audience, there's ways to market research to find out what people are buying. Um, and sometimes that works, you know, even better depending on the size of the audience. Right. Um, so the, the main thing is to make sure that you're creating something that is, um, valuable and Mm -hmm. congruent. Um, I was actually approached by, this is so funny. I was approached on Facebook by somebody that wanted me to create a course with them, but they just messaged me, Hey, do you want to build a course? And I was like, well, I build courses. So I didn't do that thing. Um, I was like, but he wanted to do it. I was like, tell me more about what you're saying. And he's like, well, we could build something together and then, you know, put it out there on Facebook and then split, split the ad spend and split the rev. And I was like, okay, but who are you? Right. (laughs) What do you do? do? Tell me about you. And then he was like, well, I am a nutritionist. And I was like, okay, well I create courses. And he's like, perfect. And I'm like, how is this congruent? (laughs) Right. How is this going to serve the, I mean like the nutritionist loving course creators. I mean, I know there's an audience. (laughs) He wanted you to create his course for him, right? No, 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 no. no. (laughs) He was just going with like a model that somebody had given him and he would have created a course about anything. Uh, But it's like, but if it's not an alignment, you've got like really confused people. This isn't right. about building. It's never about a one-off product. Right. You know, if you think about a one-off product, you're lif- missing the lifetime value of your customer, which is so much greater. Like the girl that you were talking about earlier, she's got a great plan. She's adding value and then short amount of time creating followers and then going to do it again, you know, but she's nurturing relationships, mm-hmm. you know, but if you do something that's in a, not in alignment with who you are or what you could offer people or your true value, then it becomes like, you know, is that nurturing a relationship? I don't think so. I mean, like I'm never attracted to that kind of thing. Um, so congruence, integrity, I think also goes in there, um, as well. But yeah, knowing, knowing your business also, like I was listening to, I'm transcribing these audios from, and I know people will do this for me, but I'm a kinesthetic learner. So I have to literally type out these (laughs) recorded conversations so that I can synthesize math amounts of information of these interviews I've been doing for my book. And I was listening to um, Justin Lofton. He's the CEO of SyncSumo, um, really popular, um, you know, program um, that helps internet marketers. And what he found, what I thought was really brilliant, um, he found that the people that were, that wanted to buy his product and wanted to buy that service uh, or software, sorry, they really also wanted to learn Facebook ads. 
even though he's not necessarily like that wasn't his thing. He wasn't thinking, hey, I'm going to develop something for Facebook ads. He knows about it. He's brilliant. Um, and he was said, you know, if that's what they want, it'll lead them into this software that I already have. Let me create this course that's a natural segue. And then I can create it using Facebook ads with SyncSumo. So how did the two go together? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then created like, you know, something that people are really happy with it as a natural progression into the software program. So like, you know, thinking of things like that, like um, I have a, a friend of mine that's a business manager and we're going to be creating some, or it's not business, sorry, music manager. We're going to be creating some courses together because she's literally, I don't know how many times she's called me and said, man, people take up so much of my time. I go to coffee shop meetings all the time. They want to know how to do everything. I tell them and then they never use me. And I was like, well, you need to stop telling them for one, like start right. there, put your boundaries up. But the other thing is like, now, you know, like all those questions that they ask you, those are the things you can sell. So like, what are your people telling you that they want? And then I would double that with, if they're telling you they want this, go research to see if that's what everybody wants. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know what your business is and you know the value that you have, and, and I'll start for a second, like most people think that they don't know. That's the, that's the struggle, right? It's like, who am I? A, who am I to say? B, um, who, who am I to say what my idea is? You know what I'm saying? Like, or, or who am I to teach this? And, and the problem is like, we've gotten so much into what my friend David Bear calls unintelligent thinking. Like um, anything that feels bad to you, he explains this in his process, but basically anything that feels bad to you is an intelligent thinking. Mm -hmm. When you feel that good feeling, that's what you're supposed to go with. And you can hear that when you're talking about something. Like when you think out loud, like, you know, should I be doing this? How do you feel? How does your heart feel? How does your, you know, how does your body feel about that thing? Do you feel good? If you do, then that's probably for you, you know, and Elizabeth Gilbert, um, I, I, I didn't read the book. One of my friends told me about it, but she said literally, you know, she feels like all of us are given ideas. It's those of us who act on it um, that actually have the results from it. Mm. You know? So like she said that she had an idea for a book at one point and she never wrote the book, but like everything came to her. It was like a complete download of like information <laughs> that came to her for this book and she didn't write it. And she met somebody in a bar or something and they said, um, everybody meets in a bar. No, but she said that. <laughs> I was just <laughs> thinking that. I, was like, I, don't know. I need to go bar. to the bar tonight <laughs> yeah. to get some. <laughs> but she, um, she said that somebody told her the exact plot of the book that had been given to her. You know, oh, yeah. weird. Isn't that crazy? Like the exact plot, but they wrote it. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. The book was published and, and it was the same as her idea. So it's like, you know, I feel like we're all getting um, inspiration and, and you can believe whatever you want about, um, you know, theology. I don't want to go into it too far, but like, I, I feel like there's something divine about us. I feel like there's something that's really special about us as people. And we're given this information to create change and to create a difference. And you know, as some of us do something with it and some of us don't, you know? So I, I think that's my, I know that wasn't your exact question, but. No, that was a great answer. <laughs> yeah. The main problem I solve for, despite everything else, all of the research, all of the head stuff that I do, the main problem that I solve for time and time again is people not feeling like they're worthy enough to create the course that's inside of them. Oh my gosh, yeah. we could do an entire episode on that. Right. <laughs> we'll have you back and just talk about that. I know that's my struggle. That's my yeah. struggle. At what point in time are you expert enough to consider yourself an expert? 
<laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yeah. I, oh no, gosh. I understand. I understand completely. And I think that's 100% normal. You'd be surprised the people that come to me with that same, I mean, I don't want to drop names on, on them, like, you know, right, right. Or whatever, but the people that I've had that have had like successful TED Talks and then wonder if they should be creating a course. And I'm like, right. okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if, if not you, then who, you know, oh my gosh, it's amazing. don't deny your value. Anyways. I mean, it's, it's also like, it's just courses are such a natural progression for your business. They really take away the trading time for money factor. Yeah. And I know people hear about this, but it's like, you know, if you can work smarter, if you could have a course that's an onboarding process into your business and into what you do and, or if you have a course that just helps people, you know, put it out. Okay. It really, it's become something that it's like, it's really not that expensive to create. Right. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's Very just true. finding that confidence in yourself to actually say, look, I know this and I can help you. Right. Like my fear is always like the, not necessarily outside world, but like my inner world, like, oh, what are they, what is Aubrey doing? Who is she to say that? And I'm like, really, why do I care? One, but I do because you can tell yourself all day long, don't care, but you do. Right. And, you know, that holds me back from saying, look, I think I should teach this because I'm really good at it. Mm hmm. But the like, thing is, you're 100% not alone. Um, over 50% of the thoughts that we have internally each day are negative. Hmm. Whoa. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a positive person, I think. Yeah. That's an uphill battle for everybody then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but nobody Jeez. that's watching your course is ever thinking that. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, if you do it right, and right. I say that, like, if it's professional, if it's clean, if it's clear, if it's well thought out, if you do it right, they're not thinking that. They're thinking this person's here to help me. You've right. already sold yeah. them on that. They've bought it. They know that you're here to help you, you know, or you're there to help them. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so where do people find you now? Because everybody's going to want to come get your information and learn. Sure. <laughs> uh, the best place and the most interactive and engaging place to find me is in our Of Course community on Facebook. So if they're looking at creating courses and they want to get involved, it's a very like no salesy environment. So I'll say nice. that. It's just a place to jump in. We have some really amazing people in there. Um, I, you know, honestly, you could access like anybody from that room. Just like literally there's somebody that knows everybody that you'd want to know inside that room. It's oh, a pretty awesome. small group, but really intelligent. I, I absolutely love them and love the vibe in there. It is a closed group. So if I don't respond right away, um, <laughs> tell them to message me and say that they saw me on your podcast. Um, I do check my other folder on Facebook. So Carrie Rose, um, usually you can see me with pink hair in the, in the image <laughs> right now, but it's pretty easy to see me on Facebook. So Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. This was a lot of wonderful information and um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm in your group. I know I'm in a group with you someplace. I got to, I got to weed down my groups. I'm in oh, like gosh, yeah. group saturation hell. <laughs> 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 no, I, I did that too, you know, and honestly, like I, I got myself out of the ones that weren't benefiting me. And then the ones where I was like friends with the person that leads it, I just kind of like unfollow it or don't have the notifications right. pop up, right. you know, just because yeah. I'm, oh, I really love this person. And, you know, at some point I may want to support them in some way, but yeah, narrowing down groups is huge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, join my group, get out of others. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just need, <laughs> yeah. And I need to put like just a thing on my Facebook, please stop adding me. I don't, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a whole different conversation right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Like, if I get added to one more lipstick group, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> I, love, I 
group is small because I personally <gasps> messaged everybody that's in there. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I got like an invitation for me, but it was like, Hey, do you want it? If so, I'll send you the link. I think it might be valuable for you, but I don't want to spam you. And then if they yeah. responded, then I sent them the link. That's it. You know, that's, but yeah. That's a great way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck working on your book this thank afternoon. You. And thank and you. I hope time. you find that waterfall. That's just perfect for your I will. I wedding. Will. It's coming, you know, it's coming. I'm just like, I got the person. I got the love that I always wanted. So Aww. everything else is. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I hope you have a happy day. Thanks. The rest you of your day. Thank you. <laughs>